Why do we got uh There's an echo? That's me. I'm trying to figure out why this isn't playing. This nigga always got problems with his mics and shit. Bootleg shit. This nigga be these niggas always be cracking on my microphones and headphones. This nigga, what do you got? You got the echo. <laughs> he got that echo two mic. <laughs> Call that shit the dolphin. He's got that echo dolphin mic. He, I think, I think the mic is from like '79 when he just started making hip hop. Echo chamber. Rah. I think he got the rah mic. <laughs> this is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Decoding 40. I'm your host this week. This is Alaric. And I'm joined by these two fine gentlemen. What's good? This is your boy L to the dot to the O to the dot. And I am live and direct. This is your boy Vin in the building. Hello. I'm usually the creepy gotta, one. So. All right. Let, let, you want to start yeah, us sure. again? You want to be a creep? Be a creep. <laughs> on your own time. Be a creep on your own time. <laughs> it wasn't creep. Fucking embrace the, being a creep, bro. Be the creep. So I guess this is time for our housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. Like, housekeeping. Good. I like that. If you'd like to purchase some of our merch and help us keep this podcast going, keep us in the black. You can go to decoding40pod.com, pick yourself up a t-shirt, get yourself a sweatshirt that you can hold on to. I know it's I know it's almost 90 degrees, but hear me out. A sweatshirt is definitely going to come in handy. You're going to get on a plane. You're going to need a hoodie. So get a Decoding 40 hoodie. We got hats. Do we have hats? We actually have a hat now. We have a hat. We have a hat. You definitely, if you have a Decoding 40 t-shirt already, now you need the hat. So- Pop over to decoding40pod.com and get yourself a hat, t-shirt, a sweatshirt, and uh, help out a podcast and help keep this thing going. Don't forget, we also have cups. Uh, so, you know, if you want that cup of coffee in the morning and you want to put a little whiskey in it or you're at work and you want to put a little whiskey in it or maybe, you know, you're running around the hood and you're in the trap house, you want to throw some lean in it, you can do that as well. We don't condone the usage of lean here. But if that's what you want to do and you want to decode 40 and lean with it and rock with it, hey. Do you think? Also, if you want to just check in with us, you got some response to leaning with it and rocking with it. You can uh, leave us a message at 619-940-4040. Send us an email at decoding40 at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on IG. Hit us up on Facebook. Join the group and um, look out because it's coming. Our neat newsletter. Go over to our Facebook page and make sure that you sign up and get notified when the next neat newsletter drops. I think that's it for housekeeping. So what's going on with you guys? Well, uh, last week on the 27th of June, I celebrated my 18th anniversary with my wife. And uh, we went to a nice little spot in uh, that we like to go to, a Korean barbecue spot. We had some food and we came back and relaxed. It was a very quiet day. Uh, not, you know, not too exciting. We just, I forgot if it was raining that day it was kind of cloudy. It wasn't the nicest day. Yeah, it um, definitely rained that day. Yeah, it might have rained later on that night. It wasn't the nicest day, but 
you know, we went out, had some, uh, had some lunch, had a good time. We laughed and um, came back to the crib and watched a couple of movies. And then on today is math. So, yeah, so on Saturday, I'm doing the math right now. Yeah. So Saturday, my youngest Jedi turned 16. Shout out to my baby girl who turned 16. More homes. You know what I mean? Yeah, she turned 16. I want to thank, you know, everybody who, you know, wished her a happy birthday via Facebook, IG, and all the people that, you know, tune into to Vin's Daily Rant. Everybody who, who you know, sent money to her, uh, she was like a kid in the candy store. Every time she turned around, her cash app was blinging. She had a great birthday. She went out with her friends. They had a picnic for her. All her friends came through and bought her gifts. And then we went out to this restaurant in uh, downtown Jersey City on Columbus. It's an uh, Italian restaurant. Very good spot. Reasonably priced. Their specialty is making mini pizzas. And all their pizzas are really good. I had the pasta with the with the homemade meatballs, which were delicious. You know, I went out there with my I walk free and was the life of the party. And people were looking at me and being like, what the fuck is that on his leg? Is it is he is a fucking robot? Is he a robot? Did he lose it in the war? You know what I mean? Because at first glance, you just see this, you know, metal thing. But anyway, um, was able to have a very good dinner with the wife and my oldest came out and her boyfriend came. So she celebrated her 16th birthday. She had a good day, man. She was out all day. She got hella money. She got more money than me right now. And today she went to great adventures with her boyfriend and some friends to get on all the rides. She's actually on her way back as we speak. But other than that, I am one week away from getting all five certifications. Throw some double, triple horns on that. Um, so nice. I'm, I'm very excited to finally finish that and then really be able to go back and kind of focus on some soft spots that, that I have and, 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 you know, really get my stuff together. I'm like, like the last part of the last uh, certification has to do with cybersecurity. I find it, it's very interesting. I'm kind of interested in that, that, um, that space. So I'm going to definitely take some more courses, you know, that have, that get me, uh, I guess more certified to deal in a cybersecurity, uh, job, but, I'm happy. I can't believe that it's been, you know, was it 10 weeks? Uh, it went by relatively fast. You know, applying for jobs, you know, I'm, I, I got to get up to about five jobs a day to, you know, to really start getting the ball rolling. And I got a couple of emails here and there. I got to kind of look at and see what they want. Um, but every day is a new challenge. You know, I get up and, and I take some time for myself and I breathe and I, and I, and I write and I pray and I meditate and just, uh, trying to get it together man and uh that's well, pretty when you good. do go in for the interview even if your leg is healed i suggest you go in with that eye walk i walk free because they're gonna be like, this dude is futuristic <laughs> he's a cyborg <laughs> of course he can do this Where are your computers <laughs> i am a t1000 <laughs> let me just let me hook up to your computers i will hack them no, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, so I'm I'm still like again I'm on the men still. I go back on the 12th for appointment, so I'm hoping that the whatever X-rays they take show that it's it's healing good. How does Maybe it I, feel? I mean, I don't put any pressure on it, so you know I'm usually walking around with that thing. It doesn't hurt. I don't have any pain. Every time I wake, sometimes I wake up in the morning, it aches a little bit, but I think that's actually healing. 
Mm. Healing pains, maybe, but um, <laughs> I've never heard of that. But okay, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. That's the pain. growing. Maybe it's growing pain. And may I am growing. I'm growing an extra <laughs> fucking inch on one foot. I'm be, I'm be walking around with a fucking hobble now. It's a hobbly gym. Um, but I'm but I'm feeling better. Um, definitely in a better mental space that I've been in a while, and and I'm happy for that. Every day is like you know, I woke up this morning. What's next? You know what I mean? Right. So that's the type of perspective I've been keeping and trying to keep. Other than that, uh, I'm I'm glad I'm here. And uh, that's pretty much my check-in, man. Merch drop! You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40pod.com. That's right, Decoding40pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Decoding40pod.com. Decoding40pod.com. What's going on with you, Al? Uh, this past week, my family and I flew down to North Carolina, had some good times in Raleigh. I had a family reunion in Raleigh, and it was great. It was a small reunion, but it was it was one of those small but mighty reunions because uh, mm-hmm. definitely got my cup filled seeing um, some family members I hadn't seen in a while. And getting to laugh and eat and drink and socialize with them was super fun. So it was just great. And then my family and I drove over to Charlotte to see my wife's dad, who wasn't doing so well, but he's in good spirits. So um, he's out of the hospital. So that was good to see. But the aging process is a mother, gentlemen. Just to see someone age is, is it never ceases to amaze me how um, crazy it is. Again, he's 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 doing pretty well, so that was good to see. And we got my to see, wife's dad. Yeah, my wife's dad. We got to see her uh, brothers and sisters, so it was good to see my uh, brother-in-law and my sister-in-laws, and at least one of their husbands, and the, and then the kids, and got to see my nieces and nephew, and um, so it was good. I mean, it's just like like I said, my my cup runneth over with um, just that good love and 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 that camaraderie that you get from family and being able to hang out and, and mm. drink and chill. Oh, here this nigga, here this New York nigga go. Here he go. There he go. No, it's none of that. It's, it's <laughs> all, is there, when family reunions, there's always a lot of contention. Yeah. There's not always a lot of contention. Yeah, but this one. is there anyone who was specifically not invited? You have to say no. who it is, but... Uh, no, everyone was invited. In fact, there was a cousin that I had never met who was the daughter of well she's my cousin too but her father passed away a couple months ago and i had never met her so um that was good to see because he's gone but i got to meet his daughter and his granddaughter Mm, so um so that was dope it was dope cousin Um, lucille (laughs) but yeah my my cousin lauren uh, uh put us up in her beautiful home um her and elton and um they have one of those homes that's like magazine homes mm. that uh, looks you like don't want to touch out. nothing. Yeah. Straight out of home decor. You don't <laughs> want to you like, oh, can I sit here? Can I sit here? Signs that say peace and love and family <laughs> and shit like that. And nice art and, and stuff. Everything is precise. full of rocks. Beautiful, beautiful home. Um, she cooked a lovely brunch for us, which salmon was out of this world. No salmon, but. Chicken and waffles, eggs, bacon, sausage, oh, uh, fruit, shrimp and grits. Mm. Damn. Damn. Uh, some southern shit right there. Yeah, wow. and something else. Oh, um, uh, uh, Were they cheats for the grits? Were they cheats for the grits? No. This, no, it was shrimp grits. So. 
no, she just had uh, the gravy that went with the shrimp oh. and the grits. So okay, it was. It was and this amazing. is this is all her cooking. Yeah, it was an amazing wow. layout. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, so, I. Matter of fact, I can show you some pictures. I, it was, it was pretty. So, dumb. how, how bad did your feet swell after you eat all of that? Done. It wasn't even my feet. It was my stomach. By the time I got back on the plane, I felt like I had gained like five to ten pounds between the eating and the drinking. Yeah. And we had eight eaten out just about every other meal except for that one. Mm-hmm. And ironically, there was amazing Korean barbecue in Raleigh. North Carolina. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah down there too. And there's a there's a heavy I wouldn't say heavy, but there's a sizable Asian population and Hispanic population in North Carolina, which is mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. Same. So there was that. But I have to tell you this: on my way on our way to Charlotte, we got into a near accident. And if Final Destination was a movie, this was it. Whoa. Let me set the scene. So we're driving. I think we're on forty. So I'm 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 moving. We're moving, moving. along and. You know how you get a feeling that I got to get from behind this car. This 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 person yeah. is not driving safely, and I mm-hmm. there's something about them that. You, so it turns out she was actually really riding the tail of another car in front in mm-hmm. front of her. And, and oh, I gotta say this: we were driving a Honda Passport. Have you driven a Honda Passport? I have not. One of the, the new ones? ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look like Cayennes. That, I've been in them. They're pretty they, big. They look like a poor man's Cayenne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until, a Cayenne, until a real Cayenne <laughs> pull up and you're like, I got a Honda Passport. Right. Um, like a Chrysler 300. Right. <laughs> right. It's not a, I mean, it's a good, solid truck. It's okay. Mm-hmm. The body roll is a lot. And the, the pickup is, you know, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that up because what I found was the blind spots on this truck are pretty massive. Like, mm-hmm. I really have to look. And I relied on the uh, alert, the mm-hmm. um, blind spot alert a lot. So because of that, I'm getting into the, the left lane, which is the fastest lane, to go around her. And I'm looking, I'm double checking my size to make sure that there's no car coming. As I'm doing that, from the corner of my eye, I see her brake lights come on. An imminent collision alert starts to come on. Oh, shit. That is exactly what I said. So I go, oh, alert, alert. So I maneuver away from her car. But like I said, this car has a lot of roll. Right. So I'm feeling it move a little bit too high. So I'm like, oh, my God. So now I got to recorrect. But I do know from YouTube, thank you, YouTube University, from a decade ago, I'm sure. I watched this video that said, if you have to maneuver... Be sure not to overturn, like overcorrect on your right. Um, right. steering wheel. So that's what I, it, that just kicked in. And I'm telling you, it was almost like limitless. I'm seeing everything at the exact same time. I'm seeing her car. And the reason why she threw her brakes on, because it was a car that was moving over to the shoulder to pull over. <laughs> and I guess they didn't um, put on their signals. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking at my wife and my kids in the car. I'm looking at the <laughs> rear view mirror. I'm looking at everything at the same time. And I'm trying to keep this car on its four wheels. So we, we start, you know, swerving. And the thing is like, the beeping sound, I will never forget. It just was like, eject, eject. Right, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> if we could eject. eject it, I would probably eject it. But there's a car on my left that's trying to get onto the shoulder. So I got to avoid that car now, avoid her car. And somehow, thank God, we were able to, I was able to kind of keep the car in between the two cars without touching either one. Oh my God. And then it occurred to me, 
This chick almost caused an accident and was just driving off as if nothing happened. Cool. And wow. I really wanted to pull up on her and, and scream at her. But I said, you know what? My youngest son was already freaking out. I don't want to take him to another level. So I was like, let me calm down. I pulled over. My wife got back in the back seat with him and my oldest got in the front seat with me. Asked if everybody was okay, you know, just to calm the situation down. Then we got so back. So you, you were skidding and everything. Bro, I, I took all those movies, Fast and Furious, over the last couple of weeks and I put them <laughs> That's This is what I'm trying to tell you. This, this is the point I'm actually trying to make. This nigga L. I am Torino. Torino. He threw on the e-brake and was fucking drifting. Yeah. Took a selfie. <laughs> right. And it was all about family. <laughs> Family's all you got. Well, it's all you got. So, Man, so, so that was the this? excitement of uh, the trip. And then the letdown was uh, we uh, on the 4th. We were recording this on the 5th. But on the 4th, we flew back from Charlotte to New York, wound up being on the tarmac for about almost two hours. Oh, Damn. And then they took us back to the gate. <laughs> and this was the funniest thing. So the captain says, we're going back to the gate. You can deplane if you like. You have to take all of your things and you can, you know, go back into the terminal. However, you might not be let back on the plane. <laughs> so everybody was like, mm, I guess we're going to take our chances on the plane. So, um... So there was that. And then we eventually took off maybe another 30, 40 minutes later, got back to LaGuardia four hours or three hours after we were supposed to. And uh, ironically, the smoothest part of the trip was from LaGuardia back to our house, which only took about 15 minutes because hmm. I was expecting us to sl go slam directly into July 4th uh, traffic, but there was none to be seen or heard. So that was that. And um yeah, I just want to give a shout out to, um, I think it was Michael Harriet who gave me the quote of the week. This is happy uh, Juneteenth month, white Juneteenth month. And I think it is. And um, <laughs> we can talk about more of that <laughs> in the rest of the show. But yeah, Supreme Court just handed all types of uh, goodies to good, good, hating race, hot race, hot racist filled white folk. So. And you know what the comedy is? Um, so many people, particularly um, of the Caucasian persuasion, kept wishing us a happy fourth on the fourth. And I just kept saying to myself, why do y'all keep saying this? But okay. Happy fourth of July. I'm not sure you really understand uh, <laughs> right. where I was at that time. Not even was. Where we are now. Oh, that's it. Right. Like, you were alive last week, were you not? It's funny that you mentioned this travel story and waiting on the tarmac for two hours. Um, my, my wife went to Miami last week, end of last week, and she came back on Saturday. But there was a thunderstorm in Miami on her return. Oh, no, sorry, when she was going down. So she arrived in Miami at about 9.30. And then for two and a half hours, she waited for her checked bag to come because there's a lightning storm and they wouldn't let the baggage handlers out wow. until the lightning was gone because apparently two people it had been struck by lightning previously. Wow. <laughs> so, what what yeah. airline was she flying on? Uh, American, I think. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Sorry. JetBlue. JetBlue. Oh, okay. JetBlue. So, yeah, I guess this wasn't a great weekend for traveling. Yeah. Um, and did you guys get more of the um, smoke in the air from Canada's over the weekend? They said we did, but I didn't 
they said the air was the air quality was lower, but it you know smelled like the same dirty New York air to me. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there was nothing. Nice. There didn't seem like extra. It had a little bit of maple. <laughs> it had a little bit of Canadian maple syrup <laughs> smell to it. This time. <laughs> I think that actually cleans the air a little bit. Uh, particles well, flying around the subway. You, you talk about down here. You talk about that real quick, though. You talk about the whole air quality thing. We have been overrun. Uh, this is real, real shit by bugs. Mm. Like there is a, they, it was in a, actually in the New York Times talked about it. They had like these little bugs that came out of nowhere. Yeah, the hopping beetle, ladybug ish. I don't know what the fuck these things are. They're very, very small. They're like green little gnats. They're everywhere in no. my neighborhood and around the way. And I think they, they this was talk, they were talked about it in in the fucking in the Times. Not like these little beetle things they're like little gnats they're everywhere and they set up i'm thinking apparently probably because of the fire you got to think if there's these fires that are raging in uh, in canada whatever life forms that are there that have wings that can get the fuck out of there they're going to move away and they're usually going to follow whatever the air uh stream is i think we're getting a lot of lot more bugs because of that and this shit like these little things that happen that are like the footnote to global warming like you don't think about that Oh, now we got new bugs just chilling in, in the neighborhood now, hmm. biting niggas. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Canadian bugs, said, I don't like Canadian it. bugs. No, they're and probably they were... very nice. They're probably nice. <laughs> very nice bugs. Don't you say a? Eh? Don't you say a? Eh? Um, with that, that's my check, and this is Leon, and I am done speaking. You are now listening to Decoding Forty. What's good, people? This is your boy, L.O.A.K.A., the ad man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. So I don't have much of a check-in this week. I've just been around the house. for I, I have been feeling maybe a little restless because I haven't worked in two weeks or so. Almost wow. two weeks. And uh, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it because it's like the holiday came and my wife was traveling. So I couldn't do a, a job at the end of that week. And then the holiday just came and it, it was just like, but we had a lot going on with the kids. End of school, the end of their school year. I went to my son's class and I did some f- photos of his class and, and his teachers and stuff like that, which was very, they, the kids loved it. I, I, I remember when I went to career day, I think I told you guys this story where I completely fell flat when I was trying to talk to four-year-olds about <laughs> me taking pictures of people <laughs> and showing them my website. And they was, they were so not impressed. <laughs> so, Mr. Campbell, Mr. Campbell, do you take pictures of women who hot? Tomato, tomato, tomato. So I had to come back and try to redeem myself. So like I set up my camera and uh, my laptop so that they could take photos of each other and they could see it on the laptop. Um, so it, it was tethered. That's, that was a great idea. That was a better yeah. experience. Much better experience. That was the one <laughs> I originally planned. But then when they told me I was going to speak to another class, I was mad. I didn't want to do it. And then I ended up having to go to my son's <laughs> class because that was the uh, it was just a mix up in the schedule. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I redeemed myself. Did they roast now, your son at uh, at lunch? 
What's up with your dad? Glad your dad did something different because that bullshit last time was whack. <laughs> ain't, this the la- ain't this the nigga that came in last time with the fucking camera? Be. Can't, can't be. Can't be, son. <laughs> he having a good time right now because last time was whack. Who's the guy that came last time with the cameras? <laughs> Y'all need to calm down. Me and my dad had a talk. It's going to be better than last time. <laughs> <laughs> To go in a classroom and to see his face light up. Like, I did it for solely for him, but it was great that the other kids had a great time. Nice. But he thoroughly enjoyed it. So the, the 4th of July weekend just passed, 4th of July holiday just passed. And normally I head out to Queens because it's my mom's birthday on the 4th. So we usually start whatever we're going to do over there. But she decided to go off to Atlanta to hang out with my aunt. So we didn't do that normal tradition. So the wife and I were going to go to this daytime into night soca party on the roof of the Children's Museum in Brooklyn, which I had just gone to for the first time this year. And it's really nice up there. But as you recall, there was some torrential thunderstorms (laughs) yesterday. And they were like, the party goes on. And I'm like, you know, so- these are some Caribbean. It was a soca party. So well, I mean, these Trinis, they don't care about lightning and shit like that. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to stand on a rooftop. <laughs> With my phone in my pocket. Tempt the gods. Yeah. Trying to wind to some soca mm-hmm. and get struck by lightning. Be winding into heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, Jesus? Oh, gosh. No. One I second, mean, I'm at a party, and next minute, I'm in heaven. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. I, I was, you know, like, when you have your, you, you have in your mind, you're going to go to this day party, you're going to do a little day drinking, it's going to yeah. be a roof deck, you're going to do some wine, and you're going to wine with your wife or whatever, and then it's sort of raining. Mm. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not that into it anymore. And I just felt, started feeling like I just got out of the mood. I wasn't, I it was old, man. So you didn't go? Yeah. No, I didn't go. Oh, man. I didn't go. I'm sitting in Charlotte because of this weather, and you don't even take advantage of the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Again, in Dance in the Rain? Yeah, exactly. Wear a poncho. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm having a good time at this wet party. (laughs) (laughs) That's the response I expected. I'm having a good time at this wet party. I have some rum drink on me, boy. I don't have a good time. (laughs) You know, I've, I've been to outdoor functions and roof top functions where you go, you get drunk, you're having a good time, and then it rains, it's all good. Mm-hmm. You're, you've I already accomplished what you can go do. to the party in, in the rain. That, that, was, a, that was the part that... Kind no, of a, a rooftop function can't be a couple of things. It can't be cold. It no. definitely can't be raining. Like, no. there's nothing... Be- there is nothing better, though, when you have that, like, fall, you know, late spring weather, 70s, and the sun's coming down, and it's a nice weather up there, and people are having some drinks. There's alcohol. Yeah. That's a nice vibe to be in. But, Day to night. Yeah. But raining? Mm-mm. Well, Matter- actually, that you mentioned that, we actually were, one of the events for the family reunion the was reunion. at a rooftop bar, and it started raining, but it only rained on half of the bar because half of it is covered. Mm-hmm. So oh, it wow. made, like, a nice little effect, and it cooled the... Uh, rooftop down because it was that blazing. North Carolina humid humidity. It's blazing. I, I can I, I, if I'm already drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah As drink, a matter of drunk. fact, my wife and I met at a rooftop party. Wow. And it rained that day. But nice. we were already out. It was it was sponsored by I think Bacardi or how many drinks you had in the had, had, had oh, I was enough. <laughs> that was it. You had enough <laughs> to go over there and be like, look y'all. Y'all dance with me. Y'all wine with me. 
I, t- I think I told her she's gonna be my wife, and it rained. Yeah, it, it was a good, it was a good day party. You know, CPR, <laughs> you just took my breath away. I'm gonna need your help. <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh, that's a Evan, good one. Evan, Evan must be missing an angel right now. Yeah. <laughs> you made me out like Rottweiler. <laughs> Did it hurt? <laughs> Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah, you look good like oh. good food. <laughs> you look like roti. Yeah, it's sweet. It's sweet. Uh, what else is going on in my life? Uh, kids started camp today. Nice. And the camp is, it, first of all, it's a brand new facility. It's never been used before for camp. Very nice. Um, and it's uh, Chelsea Piers opened a facility in Brooklyn. So it's indoor soccer gymnastics back oh, where's it located it's right on dean street and like between vanderbilt and uh carlton oh okay because yeah. i was looking at a, a soccer program for uh my youngest but they have multiple they have multiple uh buildings but that's called the field house where uh, okay where this one was on ferment so this is probably a different one. Oh yeah they they've opened two Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to look yeah. into it a little bit. This, more. this okay. is the one that's in prospect. And uh, the kids came home and they had a magnificent time. They had a really good time. So I'm expecting that this summer they're going to go. They're going to come home. They're going to be sleepy because they're going to be running around all day, kicking balls, jumping off of, of trapezes. They're doing gymnastics. My daughter's doing swimming. So, yeah, they're going to sleep. Exhausted. Well. Yes. Mm-hmm. that's Just like for. we like them. That's As All you got to do is have that bath waiting for him to get in. Yeah. Come on into the bath. There you go. <laughs> and have some eucalyptus now fucking sleep. boiling in the background and making real sleep. sleep. Put, put a little lavender in there. Sleep. <laughs> night, night. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's but dope. that's it. No one stabbed my car this week. So that's a massive good thing to report. Yes. I'm sorry. I actually have a uh, an addendum to my check in. Uh, when you guys hear this, the following day, my son, oldest son, will be flying out to South Korea. Wow. So, which is still amazing. And we are still packing and trying to get them together. So, uh, that's so yeah, dope. it'll be pretty yeah, uh, wild. Uh, and he'll be there for the for the entire summer? No, just for three weeks. He'll be there till, from the 9th until the 29th. Father, I'm not coming home. <laughs> I'm jealous. I want to go to Korea. So do I. But Korea. Next time. But yeah, yeah right. safe travels, my young one, our uh, oldest son, and yes. uh, we will see you in three weeks. Safe travels, young Jedi. We'll come pick you up from Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been to Korea, you know what I'm saying? I, I was, you know, I was in the war. I was in the, the you know, the the, uh, the Green Berets out there, dang bang. bang, bang. And, uh... <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I have an idea for a commercial real quick for Chipotle. My wife and my child thought it was racist. Just prepare ourselves for the racism. Yeah, I know. I mean, two people already considered as racist. It's like, <laughs> okay, so this is real quick, real quick, real quick. So yesterday I was making quesadillas and we were eating them delicious, right? Chipotle apparently doesn't make quesadillas. I came up with the idea 
that there's a Mexican man who walks in a Chipotle and he goes, can I have a quesadilla? And the guy goes, I'm sorry, we don't sell quesadillas. And he goes, you don't sell quesadillas. This is Chipotle, right? So they goes, yes, I know, but we don't sell quesadillas. He goes, every dia is a good dia for quesadilla, right? So then he goes behind the counter and he makes quesadillas because he's a Mexican and he makes some Mexican style, really American style quesadillas. And he makes it with the press and they go, wow, Juan, these are great. And then it'll be a whole ad campaign for Chipotle to do quesadillas. Limited time only. We have, you know, beef quesadillas, chicken quesadillas. And at the end, they go, thanks a lot, Juan. He goes, like I always say, every dia is a good dia for quesadillas. Not as racist as I thought it would be. But clearly <laughs> racist. <laughs> but what's but racist I, I, about I it? I applaud you for, for toning it down. Right. Like, yeah, that's what it was. That was the whole idea. But so he's the Juan Valdez of Chipotle. No, he doesn't. He's going to just be a regular dude. Okay, We can change his name. It doesn't have to be Juan. I'm just Is saying he's going to have a big sombrero. Right. No, and he's, and have, he's still dressed normally. And now, he, now, as he makes the quesadillas, all that can pop on top of him. Like he can, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. All right. Let's move on. All right. That was a commercial. <laughs> Moving <break>. on. <laughs> God, hey, listen, guys. I, I need you guys to uh, text or write in about that. I don't think it's racist because it's not like they're treating him like it's not like they're going to be like, okay, thanks a lot, Juan. Security. And they, and they you know, they get him or something like that. It it's almost like Mary J. Blige singing a jingle for, for KFC. Mm. She did it for Burger King when Burger King had chicken. I remember that. Okay, Burger King, whatever it was. All right. It's all it's right. it's in that genre of now the reason why marketing. I came up with the idea because this kind of is gonna piggyback into the next topic. It's gonna segue. I'm gonna show you how it segues. Okay. The psychology of white folks in America. Mm-hmm. And the racist psychology of Americans, not saying that all white folks are racist, but they have racist ideas. I think that that commercial would be so successful because white folks always equate good Mexican food with Taco Bell or Chipotle. Not all white folks. I'm saying some. We're talking middle America. And if they had a commercial where they saw a Mexican person going behind the counter, Chipotle making that. And then when you walk into Chipotle, you'd have these like, cardboard cutouts of Juan, they would fucking flock to it because they're racist and they like shit that other that Mexicans make. They don't want the Mexicans to be here. They just want them to make the food. But but so the idea is to sell them more racist? To create it to appeal to their racist to appeal to their already racist ideologies and sell a gang of Chipotle. But what about the Mexicans? What about them? <laughs> you're into you were okay. you're trying to get to, you're trying to get your full white man on you <laughs> you clearly are trying to get this segment oh, cut yeah. <laughs> no 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 jokes no, all jokes side that's not a joke but he said no jokes <laughs> no jokes all jokes no no i'm but I, I no no it's not definitely not that i'm not about that but i'm just saying you think it's it's so, a crazy idea but it's not no, far from where we are i don't think it's a crazy idea I think it's equal to saying, what about the new Uncle Ben's? He's younger now. Y'all know how to make rice? Zatarans. Zatarans. Right. I mean, I guess all I'm it's, sorry, it's bro. That's like chicken. 
making <laughs> making making anybody into a mascot is fucking right. not hey, good. Popeyes did it. They did it with that black woman and yeah. with, and 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 they should not have. Where is Miss Annie now? <laughs> and she Annie got paid. She's somewhere chilling. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Juan makes the best. Juan makes the best quesadillas, and every dia is a good dia for quesadillas. <laughs> Double down. And right, it's by. like it's almost like you keep saying it to to maybe make it less offensive. All right. So now, when that commercial pops up because our phones listen to everything, yeah. and someone takes this idea, uh, Keenan Thompson. Mm. That doesn't make That's it a fine. good one. When Keenan takes this idea and it's on his fucking show or one of these fucking commercials, I'm going to be mad as hell. Next I topic. Think- Merch drop! What's up, y'all? We need y'all to support this podcast. Pick yourself up a t-shirt. Pick yourself up a hoodie. They're soft. They're poly tri-blend. Luxurious. Warm. They're furry on the inside. They're really plush. You can sleep in them. Your wife can sleep in it. Your daughter can steal it. And she can sleep in it. Go over to Decoding40Pod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, whatever you like. Decoding40Pod.com So, uh, recently, if you've been on social media and you've been watching YouTube or, or IG uh, or listen to podcasts, there's been a lot of conversation around this men versus women. This this. I don't know if it's, if it's similar to the conversation that was happening in the 80s, Mars versus Venus, but there's been a lot of talking back and forth about the roles, responsibilities, and what each side of the table brings uh, to a relationship and what, what requirements are, are, are needed for someone to get into a relationship with the, other, the, other, the opposite sex. Have you guys seen, seen some of these conversations that have been happening? Yeah, I think they're so like prevalent on social media. It's it's actually <laughs> Do you know the uh the meme where uh the Simpson oh no, it's it's Homer when he walks into the bar, puts his hat onto the rack. <laughs> his, that was his father. <laughs> oh, was his father? <laughs> yeah. Turns around, puts his hat back on and leaves. That's yeah. me every time I like tap into one of these conversations. Yeah. Because they're so inane and they don't go anywhere and they're circular in the sense that men are having one conversation and women are having a totally different conversation. And right. nobody's actually really having an, a, a, a discourse with one another in order to figure out what is it that we're really trying to get to the bottom of. Right. Because is, we're is all like using males versus the bad bitches. Right. And Toxic we're all trying to figure out whose dogmatic response is is more prevalent in in this day and age because the the knee-jerk response is either you're toxic or you're not a submissive woman right or masculine woman right but yeah or you're too masculine right right what is that because you're too masculine means that you can't submit so that's it's it's all connected to to some alpha male alpha male versus bad who's really a gamma male (laughs) is it like it's not even beta (laughs) it's really crazy He's a tri lamb. <laughs> Omega moose. Um, yo, you almost made me spit off my drink. That was hilarious. Um, I don't know. I I think it's just all for, it's a lot of his clickbait. I mean, we've seen a lot of these, you know, uh, quote unquote alpha males getting in trouble and 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 putting their foot in their mouth, or even worse. But what is an alpha male? <laughs> 
I think I don't I, know. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm because I'm not. I'm. You got beat up on women. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, don't know. Out. I actually was at a. Um, if I don't know what it is, a, a, a sort of a, a black. And I told you guys about this. It's, it's a black male discussion group. Yes. That happens in Brooklyn once a month, and that was one of the topics that came up. Like, what is an al- alpha male? And I thought the. And I'm going to mangle this, but I thought the explanation, how I interpreted, it was pretty good. Is that a man who is able to adopt whatever the required responses in a given moment in term habitually mm-hmm. is an alpha male because he's able to address issues, approach challenges and anything that occurs in a, in, in a reasonable, with a reasonable response. Well, that knocks like 95% of these clowns out of the running. And, and, and that's why that explanation sort of resonated with me because most men that I'm seeing on these uh, social media platforms do not necessarily exhibit that sort of either tenor or uh, stature that I identify as having that sort of equanimity in their life, like where they can base just based on what I see mm-hmm. and that or that they're presenting, because it all seems to be very like bravado filled and wanting to right. kind of be like you know. And then we see the fallout of this persona where. I can't think of the dude's name. I think Jackson is somehow related to his name. J-A-X-X-O-N. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. With, with the wife. How he's telling women how they need to do X, Y, and Z, and these men are no good, and blah, blah, blah. And then he brings his wife on camera with a bonnet and makes a fool out of her. <laughs> Find out <laughs> that he's banging every woman that he sees. Right? right. So it's like right. you're, you're trying to elevate yourself and present yourself yeah, as an alpha male and denigrate all other men. By by creating this persona that is is so false, and and does does nothing to either heal or create a more unified community among us. Yeah. you know what I see often is, he, it, and we know people like this who have this this persona. They yeah. put on this persona, yeah. of being this alpha male, which they think is just about being loud, obnoxious, just trying to dominate the situation and they think that that is being alpha but that's really just showing a lot of insecurity because you have to portray to these people that i have leadership qualities if you have leadership qualities you have leadership qualities and right you don't have to prove it to me well obama you, has never said he's an alpha but you, you can prove it to me by your actions exactly you don't have to tell me i'm, I'm going to notice based on the things that you right. do whether or not you have leadership qualities right right i, I think and, that a lot of these people on these podcasts or, you know, whatever their genre of social media is, a lot of them are just playing a fucking role. Um, I, I remember watching uh, one of the seasons, I think it was like the second se- season of the Netflix Dear White People. And at the end of the net show, she's got this confrontation with this this talking head who and basically she said to the other character who was, you know, you know, hand in the air, fist in the air, very, very militant that you know that doesn't sell basically like if if you want to make money in this industry you have to attach yourself to something that is controversial and i think a lot of these clowns don't really mean or understand what they're saying they just want to do something to get people to listen so they can get a big contract and they create these personas that half of them don't live by perfect example this dude who brought his his wife with, with looking like holly hobby 
<laughs> while he's fucking, you know, the entire world. It's like they they don't really believe this shit. They just they doing something to get the likes and to get these contracts and get these promotions and mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and that's why so many shows are doing the same type of thing. I think you're absolutely right. I think some people there were conversations early on that I've heard that, you know, maybe this is really their platform. And I think people latched onto it and was like, okay, well, this is getting a lot of clicks. This is getting a lot of attention. This is what works. And there was a, there was a conversation that I saw um, that we all, we all took a look at this conversation. It happened between, I don't even know the name of the show he was on, but um, yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but I I don't don't even want to hype them up because I don't think they do any research. Yeah. Well, well, this is, this is uh, Dr. Umar, who I have had my own, issues with some of his 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 rantings had a very very good point and a counterpoint to what these guys were talking about and these guys were saying well and and they they just blanket statement women don't choose the good guy they go for pookie and ray ray who i'm assuming that they mean some guys who may have criminal history or who who are maybe fuckboys or don't have jobs. I don't know what, that's kind of what they were alluding to. But Dr. Umar is saying, well, okay, well, by black men not supporting the young men in their neighborhoods and and being the leadership in their communities, they are creating it. It's not just women who are, they're not doing this on their own. Creating it by default, by not being involved in the neighborhood and and, and trying to, you know, rear rear these paws kids to be positive and do positive things right what, what, what is our contribution to this what i th- what i thought was powerful in what he said was you have to look at what contributed to the circumstances that we have right now right and then you can't turn around and say women who particularly black women who have stood in a gap for so many decades trying to raise children and then you say oh well they didn't do a good job or now they're whatever this means masculine women when they've had to take on the role of women and fathers now don't get me wrong this does not excuse the idea or the um the inclination that on father's day you wish women a happy father's day i don't agree with that whatsoever (laughs) stop it stop it with that. that shit can a motherfucker have a day (laughs) <laughs> right man we already got a bar- we already got a barbecue right. we already got a barbecue on fucking right. food can we at least have a day right and yeah, i always laugh at my wife is that man ain't shit day there should be right. another one yeah. right because you can go on go into a restaurant on father's day not have to worry about how many people in your party there will be enough room in that party of 100 yes sure, <laughs> no problem walk this way but but it, it goes to the point that we can't negate the responsibility that black women, again, in particular, have taken in our community mm-hmm. to fill roles by men who have decided not to participate in their children's lives. And or, or who haven't even made that decision or the decision was made for them. For, exactly. And then I also say, I'm I, here, here's my caveat. I do understand that there are situations in where women have been the reason as to why men aren't in their kids' lives. So let's exclude them. That still leaves way too many brothers who are not being held accountable as to why they're not in their kids' lives. Because, mm-hmm. and, and let me add this as well. So I hope you all are following all the log- logistical lines I'm drawing here. 
that it has been proven statistically that black men are far more involved in their kids' lives than any other ethnicity or race. So this narrative that black men are not involved or not wanting to be involved in their children's lives is a lie. And we need to kill that. You know, I, uh, I think they use the marriage statistic to to indicate that's how they that's how they indicating whether the fathers are in their kids lives. But which, what which actually is, is happening on a daily basis right. is something completely different. Exactly. Which is an incorrect standard to base that on. I think that toxicity can happen is it, it's not it's not exclusive to male or female. I think it's just is pe- there are toxic people that create toxic children that become toxic adults because you can have a two family house with a man and a woman living in there or man and man or whatever doesn't re- regardless of what the orientation is. You can have two people raising a child in the house and if both the motherfuckers is toxic, more than likely your child's going to be toxic. You can have a, a a woman raising a child or a man raising a child. Doesn't matter whether it's a man or female. Toxicity is toxicity. So the person's going to grow fucked up. Yeah. So this idea that it's always it's only a male thing or women can produce a male that's to- I think that's bullshit. I think toxicity is is doesn't have a gender. People are just toxic and they create toxic people. I've seen. I remember one time I was working out in the Bronx. And I saw this woman who was, I mean, she was berating this child and at the top of her fucking lungs, you know, calling the kid all type of motherfuckers, you stupid, blah, blah, blah. And this little boy was crying and, and you know, she had smacked him or whatever. And this is like in a park, everybody's watching. And I'm thinking she she has just created a toxic man mm-hmm. because that man 10, 15 years from now, if he doesn't get the proper help that he may need, is going to be in a situation where he's going to be bigger than the woman. And the woman may raise his voice at him and he all that shit comes rushing back. And his and, and his response, if he is, does not get the proper help that he needs, may be toxic. And he didn't learn that from a man. He learned that from the woman who's supposed to be taking care of him. But I'm wondering if toxicity is and forgive me, I haven't stayed at a Holiday Inn, but I did stay at a Homewood Suites over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if toxicity is unreleased unaddressed trauma yeah that someone is holding on to Absolutely. and is not able to process particularly in a healthy way when it comes to relationships in any kind yes. of relationship yeah, particularly definitely. those of romantic and and uh, uh marital relationships and, and that's why i added the point of if he doesn't get help because if you mm. get help you can work through that right but if you're not but, getting any help you're just going to start perpetuating that toxic energy that 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 man could go anyway we can't predetermine how he's going to turn out because he could be someone who gets completely dominated by women all the time or he could be somebody who tries to overcompensate or he could come out and fix him fix be be fixed somehow by maybe he has somebody else in his life that sort of balances it out Mm -hmm. i think the point that resonated with me in that conversation was Umar was talking about institutional, Mm. these these problems being institutional. Like it's Mm. not, it's not an individual problem. Right. Like these problems of whether it was um, uh, the the welfare system pushing men out of the homes, whether it's coming from slavery, coming from uh, the crack era, all of these things, all of these things were contributors to males not being in the home, whether they were 
addicts, whether they were drug dealers that went to jail for 30 years and left kids behind. It was institutional at that point. It's no longer about that individual because if we see it happening around the country in all of our neighborhoods, that says that this isn't something that's just localized. This isn't just a few irresponsible people. This is something that's being inflicted on people. So now in order to fix this, we can't just say women whose responsibility it was to raise kids for the last 50 years. This is all your fault. It can't be. No, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not I'm not saying that at all. I'm, my, my well, I, didn't, toxic... I didn't say. I didn't oh, say no, no, no. Oh, that's it. I was talking that's about it. the conversation oh, okay. with Umar, okay. that Umar was having. Okay. Well, that was that was my point was that he's saying, OK, if we got to fix it, we have to be the leaders in our own communities. Yeah, that's definitely plain and simple. No, definitely. And, and and again, doctor, you can agree or disagree with a lot of things Dr. Umar says and all of that, but that is a valid point, you know, is uh, personal responsibility and uh, coming together as a community and kind of somehow not, it's not a question of combating it more than it is putting it under control and making it uh, more of a, a focused energy. Because I think this whole, this is like another thing. Like it, it seems like every fucking 10 or 15 years, Black and brown communities, in particular black in this in this country, are afflicted with something, right? Whether it's drugs, whether it's redlining, whether it's lynching, whether it's it's always something. And I think that now that they're getting smarter with this whole social media thing, they're already they're creating another like level of division based on alpha males versus bad bitch summer chicks. Like this whole thing is just another mm-hmm. way of dividing and saying that, you know black men and black women can't get along and, and can't have a, a, a responsible household. I think it's, it's, you know, it's the same narrative over and over again. But here's what I wonder is, is this, does it seem like it's a big deal because it's personified on social media or is it, is it a big, is it personified bigger on social media? So we feel like that this is a major issue in our communities. Of that's, course. that's the problem. I don't think it's, I don't think, it is what they're portraying it to be. I've never had this conversation. But right. they're also, but the right. thing is, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who buy into that. If it, if there wasn't, they wouldn't well, be a whole industry well, that's what I mean. dedicated like, to it. It's, it's sort of like hip hop used to be the voice of the streets. Now corporations talk to us through hip hop. So that's, that's what, that's all this is. It's not like us, we're having this conversation and it just makes it to social media. No, they're having this com- conversation on social media and pushing it there, pushing it out. Right. Right. Well, no, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's my point. I think that it's 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 the new quote unquote crack in the sense of it's going to affect people's mindset, affect what people do and how people kind of handle things, because it's if it wasn't working, they wouldn't be pushing it. It's obviously working. So they're going to get behind. But is it that's my point is, is it working? Because, again, if particularly black men are the most involved single parent specifically when talking about single parents, men in their kids' lives, all of this talk about men particularly not being active parents, not co-parenting, not uh, or being deadbeat dads. It's maybe someone, the folks with the bullhorn are like the loudest ones in the room, but it's not resonating on the ground when, again, men are being active in their kids' lives. Yeah, I think. So who I are they talking too, to? I think it's too early to tell because it hasn't been that long as far as this whole this new it's which seems to be this new push of alpha versus bad bitch summer. 
Like, I, I think that that's something that is that five, 10 years from now, we might see if there's any effect of how is it caused? What are the rates of marriage? What is the whole divorce rate? What is the whole child support rate? What are all these things? What are all the factors that are, have they increased, decreased based on what's going on? Like, we don't really know until years later, I think, to, to find out what the what the problem or the repercussions of this whole this whole narrative, what, how many people, cause again, we're speaking from a, from a different perspective. We're not 20 somethings who are in our phones all the time. And that leads a lot of people that leads their lives and they try to emulate and become these characters because that's, they feel that's that, very true. They, they feel they gotta, I gotta be, a, I'm a bad bitch. So I'm a, <laughs> this is how I do it. I'm an alpha male. And you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. This is what but, I gotta but do. I don't, but I don't know how much of our population is actually trying to model themselves after that or whether they're just looking at it as mindless entertainment and it seeps into their psyche because it is going to get in there. Yeah, I think it does. But I don't know if they actually want to emulate that. I don't know. I think, I think we, we, have to, we have to consider that the younger generation, and I'm talking between the ages of 10 and 25, have grown up with these devices they have their own algorithm since their birth. They know they know these kids in this generation far more than they know us. And they know us, but they really know them. And I think what, what that's, whatever frequencies is going on is definitely seeping into their mindset. And how that translates to dollars, again, people get insecure and I got to get a BBL or I got to get my titties done or I got to get my teeth done or I got to get this done or I got to get this done. I got to get this type of car. I got to get this type of clothes. That hasn't... That hasn't that's always been there. But I think every generation, they got to keep putting that carrot in front of us. I remember a long time ago, I worked for AT&T Wireless. I remember when they introduced the whole let's get kids to buy phones because because I'm going back in the early 90s In the early mid 90s, cell phones weren't really given to kids. And they had a whole plan and indoctrination and how to get kids to get phones and eventually get parents to get on board with this idea and at that time i was like this is crazy no no parents gonna spend 200 dollars to get their kid a fucking phone and the way they did it and how they manipulated parents into thinking it's a safety thing and you know if you get your kid a phone they'll have unlimited this and that and you'll be able to track your child and all it turned out to be was a fucking marketing ploy now every kid that's between the ages of eight and ten has a fucking phone already sometimes even younger that's my point you got to watch out for these these motherfuckers. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Uh huh. Yeah. Decoding forty. Last week we had another landmark decision handed down by the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Hard to believe okay. that this is who we're talking about, but this is the Supreme Court of the United States of America that handed down another decision that is doing away with race, uh, having, having race being a factor in college admissions. So they're doing away with affirmative action and uh, race being a factor in how schools select their next class of students. One of the, one of the, majority, uh, the majority decision came from Clarence Thomas, who is a product of affirmative action. Clarence Thomas wouldn't have been able to do what he did without affirmative action. Coupled with that, he was appointed as the director of the EEOC uh, by Ronald Reagan. 
So this was the man in charge of if you had a dispute at work and you weren't being traded fairly, it was his office that you would report uh, these (laughs) infractions. When did this nigga turn into Uncle Ruckus? Man. What happened? There was a side-by-side of Sam Jackson and Django. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> and Clarence yeah. Thomas, and I'll be yeah. damned if they didn't look just alike. Yeah, on this neck. So but we have know, to appreciate th- that the sole reason Clarence Thomas was put on the Supreme Court was for this, for to dismantle affirmative action. That was his assignment, and Job it took twenty some odd years, but he completed his mission. Mission accomplished. Let me also add to that the seat that he was the person he was replacing on the Supreme Court is Thurgood Marshall. Right. What I mean is going on in this country right now. I mean, what's going on is what's always been going on. I was talking to my cousin over the weekend and she was saying um, a few things that struck me as Republican talking points, but neither here nor there. But when the minority or what's considered a minority group starts to gain traction in this country. Without fail, the majority or what's perceived as the majority will fight back and deconstruct the gains of the minority. We see this over and over again. We should not be surprised by this. We should not be like the sky is falling, henny penny. There's two things we should do. One, assess the landscape a lot better. And be ready to build up once again. This is this is what the resistance is about. Is once the empire strikes back, mm-hmm. you have to figure out a way to maneuver around them. And one thing that I have really seen and has kind of been frustrating for me to witness is, and I'll take for example the the another Supreme Court ruling that struck down the Biden administration's attempt to forgive student uh, loans, forgive the student loans. Right. What I would have hoped to have seen from Biden is they did this. Now we're going to do this. Not we're going to look at other solutions. Mm -hmm. You should have already had in place, knowing that the probability that they were going to strike that down was ninety nine point nine percent. You should have been in front of a microphone as soon as that decision came down with Plan B. He he had planned to be, but it was nap time, so that couldn't happen. Can, can, but my my point is, we all need to start thinking in terms of more structural and more um, forward thinking um, solutions and strategies that. The inclination for this country is to be as conservative as possible and to otherwise and exclude people who are not white cis men. Can I give my. Absolutely. Here's my hypothesis. Here's my hypothesis of what's happening in this country. (laughs) The fight is fake. It's a lie. It's a wrestling match. It's the WWE. The only people who never lose Democrat or Republican are the rich. Rich white men. Mm. They win, no matter how much we fight. Mm-hmm. They are the they winners. Own, they on both sides of the argument. Exactly. You construct the fight, and you sit on the sidelines with popcorn, and no matter what happens, you win. Mm-hmm. So we're fighting over affirmative action. We're going back years. They're, they're bringing up an old fight. This is like the, a retro match. Hold up. Can we bring we're that back? For, sure we can. <laughs> we're fighting right. for affirmative action. 
abortion and rights that we thought that were just natural to us oh. because we're American. We grew up in this country and this is how it's always been. Talking but, about talking about history repeating itself, literally. But that's what it does. That's what I'm saying. This country. And I, I, I appreciate your point. But that's what this is. It's a match rehashed over and over again. Yeah. And we actually know what the remedy is. The problem is that whenever we get to build something up and we pull ourselves by a quote unquote bootstraps, we know that somebody's coming and jumping in the ring with a folded chair to beat us over the head. This is the formula. But you understand that there is no incentive to for the Dems to win. I don't care about the Dems. What I'm saying is well, well that's black what I'm saying. And, like, and I'm saying specifically about the, the affirmative action piece. Right. Black folks really, yes, we have benefited from it, but we don't walk in the door thinking, damn, I wish there was affirmative action here. Mm-hmm. No. We walk in knowing that we have to be three times the numbers that's, that's always used, greater than our, uh, our counterparts. Right. So you can have it or not. This only means maybe we got to be six times greater. But we right. know we're not on a, a, a level playing field. And right. we're always going to work harder than we should and not get the, rec- the, the recognition for what we're doing. Says right. here you have three PhDs from Harvard. Uh, I don't think you qualify to sweep the floors here. Right. <laughs> which, is, which is why it's so right. frustrating to watch this game being played over and over again, knowing that there is no incentive for us to be in a better place, There's in, in a better state, have equality or equity. That's I, not really that's not really what's needed for them to make this country go. But, the way but that's equality. equality and equity in in white spaces. Right. Because we're really talking about the Ivy Leagues, the PWIs, because if you go to HBCUs, this is not this is not an issue. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's why I'm saying. Let's stop playing that game. Right. Absolutely. I, I think that, that I think that to, to add on to what you said, Rick, the whole corporate game, the whole, you know, ultra rich running everything. I think you have to also understand that America is the example of democracy in the world. And if you've noticed, it's not just America that is fast forwarding or forwarding towards these fascist these fascist ideologies italy is one of them there's been a couple of elections around the world in major white countries that they have this push to fascists get them other like you said earlier uh, other isms and get these people out of here and this is our nation type shit you see in france earlier they they shot that young young boy for apparently moving forward in the car and it is this civil unrest there but this whole fascist push of all these major governments that are really run by corporations to otherize people and push these people out and create these culture they see, wars you see the blueprint the, the the culture war is what is necessary they want that yeah. right so it's only going to be for a short while that these people will be propped up and then something and then maybe the more leftists will be propped up, but then there'll be something for them to fight. There's, there's no boogeyman. There's, it's like yeah. creating your own boogeyman, right? Mm-hmm. Whether the boogeyman for us is Trump or whether for them it's Biden and Hillary's laptop or uh, <laughs> Hunter's, Hunter, Hunter's laptop. AOC's titties, whoever. It's just ridiculous. Emails, yeah. But the emails. <laughs> but the emails, right? There has to be a boogeyman, but... At the end of the day, we have to look at who is the winner, who is who is Rich. who is advancing, 
who's advancing in this time of turmoil? Mm -hmm. Who gets better? Mm -hmm. And it ain't us. And it certainly is not those poor, poor white folks in, in South Carolina or Mississippi or West Virginia or West Virginia. They're not winning either. No. You, and, and eventually they're going to see, oh shit, we, we lose it. No, but they're not going to they get, no, they, they, they get the fed, they get no, fed they, the boot. No, they, they will, get fed. They'll, they'll, they'll just give them another boogeyman. That's what I'm saying. They right, get but, fed. Yeah, that's the, my point. Is they that, get fed the boogeyman and the bootstrap argument. But right. we're, that's the same you can thing do it. doing to us. We don't win and they're going to give us another boogeyman. Well, Here's the thing. We have won in this country, and this country has sent armored tanks and bombing planes to make sure that we don't. And they have sunk towns, and they have put water over them to create ponds. <laughs> so we know a formula how to prosper in this country. We do, without question. The yeah. problem is we get sort of seduced in this idea of integration, <laughs> and i sound like wow when i'm saying this but what i'm what i'm saying is if you create the communities that support if we create communities that support one another and we focus on that and i'm not saying exclude anyone but if right. you are coming to the if you're coming to our table and you're looking to dismantle what we're doing odds are we have to kill you if i'm, I'm gonna put it straight <laughs> odds are we do like because there is no like pushing you out the door because right. you, you know, know what the analogy is you know what the perfect analogy is for this country america is the burning stove and we are the child that keeps falling for it we keep falling for the burning stove we we know it's hot we know it's burned oh, us because like, we have what? the we, kids that fall into stoves i didn't know i said <laughs> that america wild take. is right. the burning <laughs> stove and yes. we are the child that burns our hand on that stove and the, or a hard-headed child that's not learning. I don't even they, know if it, after we burn ourselves, America turns around and says the stove wasn't hot. We didn't burn you. No, here's where I'm going to disagree with that. I think we are determined to keep America accountable to what it says it is. Right. And we keep coming back and saying, "Listen, you got these Bill of Rights. You got this Constitution. This is what we're supposed to have." And they oh, and, we don't give a fuck about that. Right. And you can't keep excluding the people and suggesting right. that we are not a part of this this fabric. And that's what I think we keep doing is keep coming back and saying, nah, we're not going for that. So what I was saying earlier is we can still subscribe and hold America accountable to the ideals of this country, but we are going to have to start to focus on building communities taking up land, taking up space, building up infrastructure that supports and uplifts people who look like us. Because this police force that's in this country keeps beating the shit out of people that look like us. Yeah. And that has to stop. The government keeps undermining everything about what we're trying to do. Buy homes, live healthily. It's ridiculous. And and to your point, Vin, if we keep trying, those of us who are looking to the government and saying they'll bail us out, those folks got to stop that. Yeah, but the not, folks that are saying that we have to absolutely hold this country accountable, they, yes, they're right. Absolutely. If this country was what it promised to be, it would be a beautiful place. Right. But white supremacy keeps getting in the way. It is the coronavirus of America. And yeah. above and above white supremacy is real rich, rich, rich people who are like they look at this shit from a God's perspective, just looking down at the earth while we fucking do our shit. And they just sit back and count the money because they, they got it on both ends. 
both ends. And it's fucked up, but it ain't going to change because we too worried about Trump and, and Sleepy Joe and wh- whether Trump has put his has touched whoever's pussy and everything. It's just it's just, it's crazy. And now it's gotten even worse because it used to be a point that you kind of looked at a politician with some form of respect in the sense that they had when? enough and when nothing. When what was a politician you respected in the 80s? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> that was George Washington because he chopped, until chopped until down a cherry tree. My, my, that's my, until my, I got knowledge itself. <laughs> no, look, look, look. This is about. I'm talking about. All right, so I won't even. I won't even t- tack on the whole respect thing. More of a perception. Politicians, the perception of politicians at that point, there was some respectability. What I'm saying is, look at the politicians in the '80s and look at the Marjorie Taylor Greens and these other Bobart and these other. Yeah, I'm saying they were still there. We just didn't know about them as 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 much as we do now, thanks to social media and all the 24 hour media coverage. I don't remember. Matter of fact, I here's what I do remember hearing about a story where two House of Representative uh, members were shooting at each other on the floor because they disagreed with one another. A word. Sometimes you got to shoot. So. To me, this country has always been violent. It has always tried to suppress the other side's argument. Mm. I think we're all doomed. It's not doomed, but I think it's we have to realize that these are human beings who are as fallible as we are. They just happen to have had the aspiration to try to run a country. Mm. But they they are as smart and as dumb as the rest of us. I think I think that the, a lot of them twice as evil. I, I I think I think a lot of them just get into it for the money. They that that they, they've they're beyond this whole. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make America change, and they don't give a fuck. They all want to get money. No, but I mean, but they they have motivations to move things politically, right? So you you think about folks like what's this group? Uh, the Moms for Liberty. Eventually, some of them are going to run for office, and they have an agenda. We. Our agenda sometimes is not in the right place, but it's because we have all these institutional shit, all this institutional shit being jammed down our throat on finance, on housing, on health. It's like, what the hell? You you can't even really think forward because you're trying to maintain in, in your presence. Right. That, and and that's that's how it's meant to be. <laughs> you can't, you can't be balanced if they keep you off balance. Right. All fucking day. Fuck All right. I mean, we are definitely not going to solve this country's problem. We'll we'll do it next week. Yeah, we'll, next we'll week. fix it next week. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll we'll next, cancel the check in and just solve it during that first. We'll, 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 we're actually going to put the solution on a T-shirt. So look yeah. out for that. <laughs> That's our next drop. <laughs> put the solution. Next drop. Next, next T-shirt. Oh, oh man. Um, always enjoy having conversations with you fellas because uh, uh, I learn a lot. You know, it's just great to build and to see that, you know, I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, we're not. And, and you know what? You, you know, to, to that point, Rick, is it is it's true because we, we may not. I was, I was just trying to wind down the show. I was, no, no, no. I was going <laughs> to. Now you're actually trying to look. I was looking for the exit ramp. I was not looking for yeah, it. <laughs> uh, I pulled okay. us back on. Like, I pulled you back on real quick. I was just going to say. <laughs> that it's very true like these conversations you don't feel like you're the, you're the only crazy one when you're looking at right. shit when you read the newspaper no it's true i'm just <laughs> like, if i just lost my mind no i haven't <laughs> recording 40 so fellas what did you learn this week i cannot get a remote job fast enough 
because I really, really, that's, that's, that's what I, when I meditate and when I do my positive visualization, that's all I think about is getting a remote job somewhere and living somewhere where you don't feel like you're choking all the time. I feel like this country has such a vice grip on us from all, from every angle that it just, it, it gets to the point, like you're going to deal with pressure no matter where you go, but this shit here, man, it just, it seems like it's getting worse every fucking day with every decision, with every, with every court decision, with everything. It's just, ugh. yeah, I, need, I just got to get out of here. <laughs> I just want to wish everyone, as a matter of fact, a uh, happy white Juneteenth month. what is a white juneteenth month if you could tell me it's white liberation oh when they get all the all the court cases yeah it's uh freedom from affirmative action it's a freedom of uh, a freedom from abortion it's a free (laughs) freedom from uh, from abortion (laughs) freedom from having to create gay websites i mean this this is this is you know and that um, wasn't even a real case that was a fucking it wasn't it was, even a it was real a case. hypothetical, a which hypothetical case I found out is absolutely against the precepts of the Supreme Court. They cannot or should not be uh, adjudicating hypotheticals. They wow! Only actual cases. That's actual what I'm saying. Issues in which a remedy can be uh, awarded to one party. They was like, "Hold up, hold up! I know it's not a case, but it's about gay rights. Get it in there." Yeah. So. <laughs> Where can I say no? Um, I didn't learn it on on this show per se, but I don't even know if I... I, I think I always knew it. Clarence Thomas is a sucker. Ah, <laughs> sucker ass sucker. Ah, ah, that's the title of the show. <laughs> Clarence Thomas is a Yo, this is the sucker. second time we roasted Clarence Thomas, and we've only been doing this for... Uh, this, we didn't even hit two, 200 episodes, but we had a whole... Yo, whole episode dedicated to Clarence Thomas. What was we absolutely did? What was the other one? That's the. the, uh, the... It was called uh, the Clarence Thomas strain. Oh, what did what 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 bad decision did he make back then? Something about weed. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Clarence Thomas, you a sucker. I mean, I don't know. You don't care because you only fuck with white people, right? Your wife running back to that. uh, Your wife is ugly, and I don't. I don't ever talk bad about people like that. But mm -hmm. your wife's ugly. Okay. Her, her, she looked like her pussy thing like cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) Hot cabbage. See, her pussy smell worse than than I like cabbage. It's corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, I don't necessarily like corned beef. So let's say it smells like corned beef. Mm-hmm. Hot okay. corned beef. Jenny Thomas. Cabbage water. Ponani uh, smell like corned beef. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. I have no way to confirm <laughs> nor deny this. All right. However, judging by her jaws. <laughs> Just, judging by her jowls. Her jowls. Sorry. Thank Honey, you. you making corned beef again? <laughs> now it's just my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Jennifer. Oh, Jenny. Jenny. All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Decoding 40. Please send us a text, 619-940-4040. Leave us a message. Send us an email at decoding40 at gmail.com. And definitely do not forget to go to decoding40pod.com and get yourself some of that merch, some of that fine, fine merchandise. Nice. And real quick, people, keep listening. We're coming up on 200 episodes, 200 episodes soon. So, you know, be on the lookout for a lot of things popping off. 
and a lot of new things happening. So keep listening, people. Keep keep listening. We're so close to 200. New episode every Friday. Um, we'll be right back here. So come check us. Amazing. Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, <laughs> goddammit.